Hey, everybody, it's Lee. I know we're heading into the offseason, so we wanted to give a shout-out to our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, one more time. And again, we have a coupon for $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at hockey.sensearena.com. I always like to remind everybody, I've been using this thing for six months, and I'm just blown away, not just from the VR aspect of it and the virtual reality side of things, but the ability to give different perspectives of the game, whether I'm playing as a goaltender, and I got to admit, it is really hard, but it has really given me a perspective from that point of hockey, which has made me a better coach and a better ice hockey player, or the skater modes, which help you work on cognitive skills and other things like heads-up play that you don't normally get to work on in a practice or a game. So I implore you to check it out. It helps us out. It helps them out. Support our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena. Get $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Again, that's Hockey Never Stops. That's the code at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Check it out. And without further ado, enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Great topic today brought to you by our Facebook group, Our Kids Play Hockey. This was an anonymous uh, uh, a reader put it on there is when should a parent stop coaching? What age should a parent stop coaching? So Mike and I dive into this today fully. Uh, also, start of the hockey season, and we really appreciate all of your love. We have just had the greatest month we've had in the history of this podcast. Most listens in one day, most listens in one week, most listens in one month, and that is because of you. So no sponsor today, just a big thank you from all of us here at Our Kids Play Hockey for helping us grow this podcast. And a humble request to share the podcast with your new teams, with your new parents, Anybody you think that would benefit from the conversations that we have, we want you to share it. Because at the end of the day, the three of us, we're just talking hockey, but we're really trying to create a better community for those hockey parents that just want to make it a better place for their kids and a better place for the game. So if you're inclined to do that, please share Our Kids Play Hockey. Uh, we're going to have a, a QR code you can share. We're going to have a lot of different ways to do it. But of course, word of mouth is the best. So uh, please share Our Kids Play Hockey if you have the time. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for helping us find success with this show. And uh, here we go. Let's dive into the episode with Mike and I about what age should a parent stop coaching? Hello, hockey friends and families around the world, and welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. I'm Lee Elias, joined by Mike Benelli, and today we are going to be answering a question that was posted anonymously on our Facebook group, Our Kids Play Hockey. Make sure you join it if you haven't. You have to answer a couple yes or no questions. It's a great group with a lot of great questions, a lot of great competition, com conversation, not competition. Maybe there's competitive conversation. Who knows? But, Mike, someone wrote on an anonymous post asking the question to share their thoughts on when parents coaching their kids should stop. So today's episode is going to be, how long should a parent coach their kids? And as many of you listening probably know, some of you might have strong opinions on this. Some of you might be going, it depends. We have the great master level coach, Mike Benelli, on the air today. Mike, let's start with our thoughts on this. And then I'm going to dive into some of the comments that we got on this post, because as I said, it's a little bit around the board, right? I think a lot of it depends on location. A lot of it depends on organization. A lot of it depends on experience, right? But Mike, why don't you share your thoughts on this before we dive in? Yeah, so full disclosure, I'm currently coaching my 16-year-old. An assistant coach, I'm on the bench though. I am, I am, uh, you know, making an impact, I guess, on the, on the uh, who plays and who doesn't play and the lineup and all that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I, it does, there's so many variables to this that I think people get caught up in, well, you're a parent or you're his dad or you're his mom or you're his uncle or you're the, you're, you're on the board and that's why you're doing it. Like, it, there's, so, so there's a lot of different variables, but I think overall, 
my feeling is it's always been this since the, since the day I started coaching when I didn't have kids. If you, the best quality person with the most knowledge that can guide and mentor the players on my team, the best is who I want there. Now, and if I could do, and then if I'm a youth hockey organization, can I do that economically? Can that dad provide um, mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I want? And, you know, like, like in my case, listen, the, I, I coach, well, I love coaching. I got to go to the rink anyway. My son's on the team. He's been great at allowing me to coach him. Like that's, a, that's like almost getting that permission to be like, listen, I'm going to be on the bench again this year. Uh, is that going to be okay? Because it's a lot of money. I'm going to be going all over the country. And I'm not a good guy sitting in the stands. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, for me, for me, it's, it's really, I mean, maybe it's more about me than about him, but again, I think I, I think I bring a lot of, I think, and this is the, I think in the majority of cases of, of parent coaching that the parent brings so much to the table that it's only benefiting the other 15, 20 kids on the team um, at the, at the expense of, of their kids. <laughs> That's my experience in seeing this more than anything. And, uh, but again, I, I'm not, it's not, I, I never seen it as a hard and fast rule. No parents, they can't coach. They shouldn't be on the bench. I think it's really a, a piece by piece, you know, uh, team by team decision. And then how long should they do it? Listen, I, this is youth hockey. I mean, you know, you could, there's, there's some coaches that have coached their kids in pro, right? So I mean, right. I think it's, you know, I actually just talked to a very prominent division one coach. And his son is going to be going, you know, looking at division one offers. And he's like, I don't want my kid coming to play for me. Like, but he wants to come play for me. So it's, it, it, and this is at the college you know, division one level. So it's really, uh, you know, I think you got to look at it family by family and your circumstances, but overall I would just say, find the best qualified person and keep them on the bench as long as you can. Yeah. Look, and again, as we dive into this, like most things on the show, there's different ways of looking at it. I just wrote some notes here, right? There's personal reasons to or not to coach. Then there's professional reasons to or not to coach. And they're very, very different realms. And then um, looking through the comments, um, again, like most things, there's this kind of split around 12U, right? Of of should it happen or not? I think, I think everyone kind of unanimously agrees. Like, you know, squirt, might, Adams, it's expected. Just because you need a lot of volunteers at that age, you don't need to have an extremely in-depth knowledge of the game. Um, and I think USA Hockey does a really great job of helping new dads, new moms, just kind of say, okay, look, you got to get them skating. You got to learn these basic skill sets. Here's what a small area game is. So I think for the purpose of the episode, we'll, we'll just agree now that from, from a 12U down, right? I mean, you know, again, Squirt, Mike, Adams, it's somewhat expected. And we, and we need those parents to keep the game going. It's just almost impossible, at least in the United States, Mike, uh, to, to keep the game going without that. We should also note, though, um, we've said this many times on the show, you go over to Scandinavia, you go overseas, the best coaches are paid to teach that age group because – you want your best coaches teaching the new players, and that's how you de- you have kind of a hockey developer system. Mike, you want to comment on that? Yeah, no, it's just the most important time, right, for those kids' right. development. And they they their model is they have certified, you know, trained teachers, like right. you know, and 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 instructors, and and uh, you know, I think that the trainers they call them, right. So I think that's I think that's that's important. And and again, if you're in a youth hockey organization, that can do that and right. not break the bank, and understand that development is first. Well, I, I, and I'll tell you, it's just sometimes it might be apparent. Like there, there, you have a lot, so many good hockey people in your building. Um, but again, so a lot of it just, uh, you know, 
a lot of it's just you have good people like they do in Europe and they're trained and they take your kids. Great. But we have to be really careful that the system doesn't implode on itself by the fact that you're paying somebody, you know, $20,000 to be right. a, you know, a head coach of a, of a 10 U team. We should also note that different countries have different geopolitical systems that probably give a lot of funding to youth sports. Uh, you give and take with that. There's this great parts about it. There's drawbacks to that. Yeah. But um, yeah. at the end of the day, when we look at that, the youth, the younger youth levels, uh, you always hope that the dad or the mom or the coach uh, is yearning for knowledge. One, one of the things I've really loved over the last three years now is seeing the game from a different point of view. I never got to play hockey at that age. I didn't start till I was 12. So to be able to experience the game through my uh, six, almost seven-year-old and my nine, almost 10-year-old for the last few years has been really fun. Uh, and again, I'm going to say this again. USA Hockey, I think, does a great job of providing the information you would need to be a successful coach. Now, when you get to that peewee and up level, um, I've got one comment here. I won't say the name because I know this person, um, but I know her kids play in a, in a AAA organization, 12U and up. And they said that um, there's a cutoff there that 12U and up, they actually won't allow parents to coach. Now, what I'm what I'm curious about is this. Um, you know, there's a difference between volunteering to be a coach in Adams and then, you know, you're getting your coaching certifications and you become a pretty good coach and then you get above 12U. Mike, this is where I'm with you is that, I, you know, I want the, the the right person for the job. I want the best person for the job. You're hoping at that age group that a parent can kind of, and again, this is where that professional and, and personal thing comes in, kind of separate themselves from that. Like I, I've had conversations with my own kids that, look, I'm your dad, but I'm also the coach. And I have responsibilities as the coach that apply to every child on the team. It has nothing to do with my love for you. It has nothing to do with how I feel about you. But as the coach, I everyone gets treated the same way in terms of the hockey, right? So I don't know if if I necessarily agree with there being a hard cutoff of no parent coaches above this age. Although I imagine it makes it a lot easier for the organization uh, when it comes down to, to 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 spats or anything like that. Yeah, and it's and to, in my particular situation, you know, it just. Um... It's really just it's actually a gift that the organization's giving to me. Like they're allowing me to do this, and 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 they know, like, well, listen, this guy's going to be in the building. How are we not using him? And I get the right. coach, you know, and I'm not I'm not the head coach, so I get to be with a coach that I really like and respect, and and I want to learn from, and I and I love that I can kind of hand my son off to him, right? Yeah, uh, even at any age. I mean, you're always listen. I'd rather I'd rather be on the guy. I'd rather be on the bench, you know, rowing the same way than throwing anchors out, you know, up in the stands. And I, I'm not that person anyway. Like I just never would be that that person ripping on the coach or ripping on other players. But I, I in my in my circumstance, I almost like I really go out of my way to treat the other boys on the team like I want my son treated. Right. Like, so so they're getting the benefit of i think in my you know and maybe i could probably have to ask those parents but of of me saying listen i'm not going to sit here and just berate you and yell at you and 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 when i was a coach as as when i was a coach of and i didn't have kids and we i think we've talked about this a, a couple of times on the show is like i was a, a completely different person like i was a i was a completely different coach right because i never i never appreciated and this is before you know we didn't have all this other educational pieces and discussions and nobody really talked about what happens when the kids leave the rink. Right. And, and I never really appreciate the fact that, you know, those kids are going to go home to mom and dad and they're hurt and they're disappointed and they're frustrated and they're, you know, they, they, they want answers. And I'm like, listen, this, I'm the coach, listen to me. That's all there is to it. And, you know, shut your mouth and show for practice. So 
the, the game's evolved. And I think, you know, if you can find a good person that's evolved with it, uh, I don't care what level it is, uh, right. you know, <laughs> that, that, that person be on the bench. But again, I, I've purposely, you know, kind of set back and I didn't even, I didn't even really actually even asked to help until after the team was picked anyway. Like I kind of took myself out of the mix. I right. said, smart. Let's see where we're going <laughs> to be. And then I don't want to be involved in the, in the selection process. I just want to be in part. I just want to be involved in the teaching process. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, and that, that's what I'm good at. And I, and I think uh, I could bring a lot of value to that. And I, and I think financially, it's just like, you know, for me, it's like, well, Jesus, if I'm going to be going all, I, I don't, it's crazy. I mean, at the 16, 17, 18 level, the amount of traveling mm. these kids do. It's ridiculous. Yeah, It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And then to be a part of, you know, away from your family and family. I mean, so there's so much that goes into it, but you know, to me, I don't know if there's a cutoff age. I think there's a, like the, an age where you want to leave and you want to cut those, yeah. you know, that off. But if it's, if the, if the staff's just not there, then I don't think there is a cutoff age. Yeah, I, I think what I would say, there's an age of consideration, right? Where it's like, okay, who do we have in the mix that can coach at this level if we need them to? Like you said, if they're not there, you have to have someone volunteer to coach, right? And you know, if there's a, a qualified parent versus a 19-year-old that just wants to get into coaching, you know, I want the parent to teach the 19-year-old too, uh, so forth and so on, right? Um, by the way, yeah, I, I also want to echo what you said because I, I know I get this question a lot with uh, with my friends in Squirt and Might about to travel at the AAA 18U. It's insane. It's like an NHL travel schedule. It's just less games. I mean, you're all over the country. It, it's it's pretty insane. Um, so, you know, I, I'm with you, Mike. You want to have some control over that. Um, all right, next, next comment here from Sarah says, my husband has been coaching our son since 8U. He is also 14U major now, and my husband has decided to pull away and stop coaching so our son can have his, uh, quote-unquote, time away from family with his buddies and with his space. It's hard because our son seems to enjoy that out there, but really don't know if he's just saying that, and we want him to form some independence and autonomy. Uh, and then she says, you know, to figure out what's right, um, there's no right answer. And, you know, it, it's interesting because I I feel like I'm at that place a little bit now. So, again, just to reorientate everybody, I've got two kids playing. One's first-year Mike now. One's first year squirt. So now I have to make a choice <laughs> right now. I'm in this position where, um, okay, I can't, can't be involved with both teams. So uh, luckily my son's 10 U team, uh, the coaching staff was set. It was, and I had full respect for that. Um, uh, I'm not going to push my way into a situation where I'm not being asked to. Right. So um, I love it because my son is now in a position where he has to have that autonomy. And I also think it was a position where I needed to pull back a little bit and let him have his space. I, start, I was feeling that. That's the that's the personal reason, right? Now, with that said, my daughter, who's the mite, um, is like, "Will you come coach me? Like, will you help out?" And you know, I told her, "Of course, I'll help out because I I did that for my son." I also, and Mike, you know this, right? You don't want ever one kid to think, "Well, why do you only coach with that team and not my team?" Right? So yeah. I I kind of had it set before the season that I was going to help out my daughter's team because because I did that for my son, and I would like to do that for my daughter also. My son, who's older, like he can handle it now. Like, like that, that was part of the job, right? For me was, Hey, you can go do it yourself now. Um, so I think that that's, this is an interesting comment because again, when you look at the personal reason, you know, it, I, I don't care how qualified I am. If my kid wants some space, I got to respect that. Right. Cause I, I think Mike later on, if you don't respect that both ways, obviously, it can be really detrimental to your relationship with your own kid. And I don't want that to happen. 
Yeah, listen, I sat around these, you know, these, 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 all these uh, AAA, you know, showcases and and tournaments and rinks, and 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 you know, I, the dads in the stands are all, you know, pro coaches, college coaches, right? Like, and right. they're coaching their kid, like they're just, they're just like, listen, you're the coach, and those, those are the best parents. Parents that are coaches are the best parents, I think. Right. I mean, most of the time, they're like, listen, you know. So I, I do listen. Yeah. I, I get, a, I get a lot of benefits out of coaching because you know, but I and I and I really do. I think, I. I well, I don't think I know that the parents most wouldn't even know my son was on the team unless I, you know, it, 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 the only reason they know is because we have the same last name, but they don't know. You know. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, it's just, you know, at the detriment of him probably um, is like, listen, I'm as easy and hard on all of them the same. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you, you mentioned it about your little guys. So, you know, it's funny, we we had a, so the kids that I coach now are all getting their licenses, right? They're all getting uh, like permits and licensing. And so they're, they're really at the point right now where over the course of the year, between now and the end of the year, a lot of them will get their license and drive on their own. And the greatest comment I heard, I think all weekend was uh, the one mom telling her son like, hey, isn't it going to be great? You're going to get to drive yourself to the rink and go to practice on your own. And, uh, and he's like, I'm going to miss I'm going to miss driving to the rink with dad, you know, like, and, and, and then, and I'm like, I'm like, did he start crying? Like, when did he start crying about that? Like, I was like, how come I can't get that? Nobody say that about me. So, I mean, I think it's just, you know, it all depends on the relationship. You know, that's a big thing too. Like, when should you step down? Well, it, it, a lot of it's the relationship with your kid. If it's affecting your relationship in a negative way, yeah. Um, yeah. then obviously, you know, we all hear the horror stories, you know, I'll, maybe I'll get it someday too. It's like, Oh my God, I hate it. Like I, I, yeah, but I'm always like, for me, I check in a lot. Um, it, but, but you gotta know your, you gotta know your family and you gotta know your situation. And I think more and more importantly, if you are that coach, it's going to continue to coach your son or daughter through, you know, over 12, you 14, you 16, you, then you better be articulating this to the other families about right. why you're doing it, how important it is for, for them to understand that you want to help everyone and how you can be the biggest benefit um, to their kid, you know, and to their player. So, you know, if you're going to be, you know, and, and honestly, if I was coaching right now, like a, if I was back in coaching a professional team, a prep school team, a college team, I wouldn't have the time to coach. I just happen to have the time to coach. So that's, you know, he, you know, neither here nor there. I don't know how to even, you know, just like I'm, I'm here, I'm coaching. I like to coach. I'm available. I'm going to, I'd like to do it. Now, if I was, if I had, you know, cause I'm a, it, it, that's how I define myself. It's what I do for every day. Right. Right. So right. if I was a, an accountant or a stockbroker and I happen to coach my kid, maybe, maybe that's a different situation for those people, because at some point you want to give them, you know, back again to the best qualified person that's going to advance them <clears throat> at the highest level. And if, you know, Mike Sullivan lost his job tomorrow and his kid was a 16 year old, I would ask Mike Sullivan to get on the bench with me. Right. If, 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 if this person was on my, you know, you see it all the time, you know, Ron, Rod, Rod Brindamore's son played for Quinnipiac university this year. Right. And if Rod Brindamore lost his job during the season, I think Rand Pecknell will call him up and be like, Hey, why don't you, why don't you come to the staff? I mean, you know, because you just find the best people. Yeah. I, I think you also make a point. You and I are outliers in this, right? Like we're, we're very unique examples in the way we approach it. Cause this is what we do for a living. Right. But like you said, the accountant, right. That doesn't do it for a living. That's a great, it's a great point you're bringing up here. Like I, I forget to think about that sometimes that like, you know, hockey's what we do. So when, when it comes to, you know, 
the dad that works construction, I mean, or whatever, right? It does driveways, does does garage doors. Um, it's a little bit of a different thing. The question is too, is, you know, how much do you love coaching, right? I think there's also a point where it's like, oh, I'm doing this because they need a coach to, okay, I need to coach. I want to coach, right? Um, you know, it brings up a couple, couple funny things too. You know, we have to bring up the word nepotism here a little bit because um, I have been on teams. I have worked on teams where, there is a parent and a kid, and it is clear that that kid is getting favorability from their parent. It's a very hard situation. There's not much you can do, um, you know, and then commiserating happens. And why is that kid getting more ice time than everybody else? Else, Excuse me. Um, you know, typically the kid is very talented at that point. But as a dad, I don't want to put my own kid in that position, right, where they're having to deal with it. It's not the kid's fault right? It's, it's not anybody's fault. That's not the right word, but it's like, I actually don't want to be in a position where people are going to be giving my own kid any flack because I'm the coach right now. Granted, I haven't had that yet. And the parents I've, I've been very blessed so far in my kids, youth hockey Jersey Jersey journey that all the parents have been fantastic. I've just had no pushback, but it's just something to think about, right? There's, you know, I always talk about well, putting ego aside. Go ahead. Right. And but and honestly, I've seen it worse, not as a dad coach, but the nepotism of the country club friend. Like honestly, I've seen coaches <laughs> that they're not they're, you know, they're not right. they're not the dad on the bench. They just happen to be friends with all the other parents. And that's worse, I think. It's it's it 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 because it to me, it's like, oh well, of course this kid's playing. Like I watch it all the time, like, oh, they're playing because you know, they made the team because they're buddies and they're, they're, that's what they, they, they hang out together. You know, oh, every weekend on Facebook, they're fishing together or they're playing golf or like, and then you wonder why the kid's getting, you know, extra or, or the worst is like the non-parent coach that has a private lesson skating and stick handling clinic that he makes the kids go to. And like, and said, Hey, you, you're going to play for me. You better show up at these clinics. You better show up at these extra things and pay me. And I'm going to tell you how good you are. And then it's just a bad cycle. So Again, it's all the circumstances you're in. If you have a a pro coach, take the dad out. Find me the best person. Right. And if you find me the best person that happens to have a kid that can make the team on their own and play and be a competent um, contributor to the organization, great. In my case, again, it's a little different. But, like, there's no coach that does what I do for a 16-year-old team On that's a parent. Like, so, you know, between video and teaching and education and, you know, making sure my podcast gets, gets shared, you know, on a daily basis, you know, all that stuff is just at some point, yes, you have to let the the kids go. I get it hundred percent. Um, And I, and I, and I, me, and I think a lot of guys I know and, and girls that coach their kids through like kind of the high school level are probably doing it. Cause that's just what they do for, that's what they do. Right. They're not, they're not going out of their way to say, oh, I'm going to I'm going to jump in here because, um, you know, I, I, you know, I have nothing better to do. Like, I, I trust me, I'd much rather be able to hand my son off and be with. And I've done that. I, I think I've done that. I think I've, I've handed him off to another human being that I trust and I can support. And I feel like another parent, like I really try to be like in the game ends. I try to be a parent. I try to go, you know, I try to. Yeah, I don't want to be like, you know, I even asked the people, like, don't call me Coach Benelli. Like, I'm, you know, I'm helping. I want to be on the inside track to help your kids. Right. And I can do that because I kind of have a, I have an inside, some inside information. Like, I can help you, (laughs) you know, I can help you because I know that you're all our kids, because our kids are all the same. They're all struggling at 14, 15, 16 years old. So help them all. That's how I look at it. And I think a parent comes, parent 
is a whole different perspective. They really are than 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 some guy who's coaching your kids at 16 that doesn't have kids, doesn't understand what happens when they go home, nice. doesn't understand about right. girls, doesn't understand about the stresses of 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 academics, doesn't understand the stresses of the, the home life because they don't most, I'm not saying all, a lot, don't care. Show up at the rank, do your job, go home. That's my extent of my relationship with you. Um, I think when you're a dad or a mom on the bench, that relationship, I think, from where I've seen it, goes deeper. Yeah, I agree with and that. And if I can if I can have that, if I can have that relationship um, you know, as long as I can, and if I can find people that can do that for me in other organizations, I think that's great. I think it's uh but and and that and I'm sure we could get I'm sure we as we get down to the comments, right? You see them that there are some ugly, ugly incidents, no Absolutely. doubt about it. There are some times when it's just like, what the hell? Like I, I, but you know what? We've talked about this a million times about picking your team. You know that going in. You know that that's going to be a problem. <laughs> so you went on that team anyway. So I think it's just you know if you know it's going to be a problem ahead of time, then don't don't try out for that team. Well, I'll tell you a couple notes on what you just said here. I wrote some down. You know, number one is that uh, I am definitely a different coach since having kids and coaching my own kids than prior. I think that's a really important distinction. Um, I really enjoy helping young coaches that don't have kids maybe see that perspective. Um, I have no problem being an assistant on a team with a young coach that is open to being mentored. I think that that I wish I had had that when I was younger, yeah. Yeah. right? Um I can also tell you this. I've said this a long time ago in a previous episode, but um, it's so tough to put in words. We, you know, I care about those kids so much. It's not that I care about my kid more. It's it's tough to explain to a parent how much a good coach really cares about your kid. It's not just about the hockey and what they do on the the ice. You know, when you get to the when you get to the professional level now, we're seeing changes in that. Where it used to be, all right, you're a cattle, and I'm hurting the cattle, and I need to win. Uh, even now at the pro level, they're talking about you have to have a relationship with these players. You have to know them and understand them, um, even though you could trade them, right? Like you, you got there's a whole nother layer to this. But one of the things I found crazy was that, you know, over the last few years, like I really, really care about these kids. You know, I want them to do well. You want them to succeed. You see them in the rink after you've coached them. How's everything going? And, you know, sometimes they're shy, which is okay. Um, the next thing you said, Mike, that maybe, you know, I, I thought about this, you know, I've had plenty of time now where I have been in the stands um, and not on the bench. You know, my first few years was always on the bench because of COVID. And, um, you know, I think by far one of the greatest compliments I get um, from people is them just asking me questions in the stands of like, hey, what would you do with this situation? What would you do? Because because there's a clear trust that, you know, I, I care. Right. Um, and I really don't take those questions for granted when a parent comes up to me and says, hey, what would you do in this situation? It means a lot to me. I've also realized, um, and anybody who knows me personally, this will make you laugh, but uh, for someone who speaks for a living, I'm incredibly quiet when I'm watching a game. Uh, even even when my son's in net, I, I typically rarely say anything good or bad. Right. I remember uh, he made a huge save the other week and everybody cheered. I just kind of was quiet <laughs> and people were like, wait, you don't, you don't cheer at all. And I was like, wow, oh, I don't know how to explain that one. I mean, you, you can't really do that too much on the bench either if you're doing it right. Right. So, so it was, uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm you kind of going to coach co coach mode where yeah, you're just a little more even keeled. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing too, is that, uh, and this is me personally, is that my um, gauge on my son's play or my gauge on his performance, that's a better word is not based on saves or, you know, 
goals against or anything like that. Same thing with with when they skate out. It's not about how many goals did you score, how many uh, assists did you make. I know I note that I see that. Uh, yeah. It's more of how did you conduct yourself as a person? Uh, did you did you work hard the whole game? I can tell you right now, my proudest moments of my own son. Um, I'm very proud when he plays great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm probably even more proud when he gets you know shelled in a game and he never quits. Right. Keeping in mind, he's he's under 10. Right. It's a little different when it's older, I, I guess. And well, maybe it's not. My point is this, is that when I see he's not giving up and he's taking care of his teammates uh, or my daughter, who's young, when when a kid gets hurt in Adams or when she's a mite now, she goes to make sure they're OK. That's a really proud moment for me. And I've heard parents get him, get him, just get him. I'm like, whoa, buddy. All right. This is BS. I had a parent one time yell that this is bull. You know what? Because the kid's not getting up. It's like, whoa. Um, but that's my gauge. It doesn't have to be everybody else's gauge. Um, I want to read another comment here and I don't want to, I don't, I do not want to gloss over this one. Uh, Christine says, I wish more moms were coaching. Uh, and I completely agree with her. Um, I've been lucky enough in my organization this year, multiple moms coached in our summer league. Uh, I've seen moms coaching on the bench. Um, there's no reason why women should not be invited to coach as much as males in the, especially the Adams and the might levels. If we're talking about getting into coaching, right. I'd love to see more, more women coaching the game of hockey. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's foreign to me. Like I said, a lot about a lot of things, because I just like, if you want to coach and and, and you played what, where? Yeah. yeah. Get on coach. the bench. Yeah. Are you crazy? You're a coach. If you coach, you coach, you know, and I, and I think some of the best, you know, I know some of the best coaches my kids have had have been women and men and young guys and young gir- and young girls. Like I, I run, uh, I do lacrosse clinics every week, and our best, our 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 best teachers, which is I don't know, not I guess I shouldn't say this to the guys, but the best teachers are the are the, are the girls that are right. out there because they, right. they they just really have fun. There's no there's no expect you know there's no like like. Not, not it's not even expectations they're just more they're kinder <laughs> like they're, and they're not they're not you better, yelling you better be careful but, mike man I've, I've met some women no i know i know I'm just, <laughs> they are they're, they're kinder they're kind yeah. they're kinder to the kids of of being like no no you're doing great like that's a really good thing you're doing and the boys too the high school boys like they're not jaded they're not like there's no expectations right. like young men and women that are like new to coaching they're the best coaches sometimes right. so so if i can get a young lady that's just finished playing a young man who just finished playing that's not like that's not in it for the wrong reasons like listen um and we've talked about this too right about getting a new coaching job like the first thing you don't ask is how much does it pay because <laughs> when you hear how much it pays you're gonna go oh god i don't know if i want to do this and i'm like yeah no you don't yeah, want to do this no, you- run away as fast <laughs> as you can but if, if but if you're going to do it do it for the right reasons and do it where you know if you can you know so her comment about she wished you know i don't think that has anything to do with age i think that has the organizational's you know, mission and, and, and their own uh, kind of pool of, of candidates. But certainly, I mean, I don't, I don't, it's, I think the game needs more diversity across the board. Agreed. And, yeah. and, you know, it's always great to, if your kids can get different voices um, we're dealing with it right now. We have a, you know, a couple of dads that, that coach their kids and now they're, they're kind of handing it off. And, and, and I was joking. I said, yeah, like, well, I'm actually looking forward to doing that, you know, after this season. I really am. Like, and I have, I have a ten-year-old, so I have, a, I have my squirt who's at the same question. Like, well, aren't you going to coach my team next year? I'm like, well, I can't. Co- I, I don't have time to coach anybody, and actually, I don't even like coaching anymore. So, I'm probably not. I'm probably going to retire. No, but I, and I will. I'll, 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 I'll jump in. I'll ask if I can help. I want to be involved. Let me know what I can do, and um, if they'll have me, please. 
And uh, if not, then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to coach in the car, you know, like against the coach. So yeah. better, better have me on the bench. <laughs> Mike's trying to retire to become a full-time podcasting host. That's, that's, right. that's the, the dream. Uh, no, it, my, my comments on this too is like, I'm very proud. My, my son and daughter have, have a female coach for their school team this year. I'm, I'm happily assisting her in whatever I can do. Um, I think that I should also say this, and I, I got to preface this in no way am I wording this like there's permission or anything like that. But I, I, I actually know a lot of women who just never even thought, oh, I could volunteer for that. Right. And it, I want you to know you can. Right. It's, it's like if you're interested in helping out and coaching your kids, you can do it. It's, this goes for anybody. Right. It, it's just, you know, sometimes it's just not top of mind. And uh, every uh, female coach I've worked with has been wonderful. The other thing, too, is that. Um, I have learned, I'm like you, Mike, I never really cared who it was, man, woman, anything in between, uh, you know, race, none of that mattered to me. Um, you got to be willing to learn from anybody. And I think that uh, I've learned a lot from especially looking at NCAA programs and professional women coaches. They've taught me a lot. I've just had my mind open to it. And, you know, it, it, it makes me think this too. I wrote this down and this is true for the whole conversation of just parents coaching. Um, when your ego trumps your ability to grow as a coach, you're no longer a coach. All right. And Mike, Mike, you said this perfectly earlier when you were talking about, I was a very drastically different coach when I was younger. Exactly. You should have been, and you should be a very drastically different coach, probably 15 years from now, if you're still coaching, when your ego trumps your ability to grow as a coach, you are no longer a coach. Right. And, and, and that's one of the things about coaching. I am I am obsessed with learning more about coaching. I love learning more about coaching. I want to know what different people do. I love working with different personalities, people from different backgrounds, with different diverse backgrounds, because I always learn something. And if you look at my resume, you can see I've worked with a lot of crazy different teams that people probably wouldn't think of. And I'm always learning something. So I think that, you know, whether your kid's on the team or not, you know, if you have a drive to learn to be a better coach, you're going to, you're going to probably be in the right place, right? I don't think too many of us do it for the money, Mike, to your point. I mean, most of us don't even get paid for, for the youth levels. Yeah. It's like, it's like a wash, right? I mean, it's like, if you get to coach your team and the, and the organization maybe saves some money by getting you and you're a good coach anyway, and you can help out in other levels. I listen, I, I, I it's a, it's a, it's an interesting uh, question and subject uh, that we have to answer as as directors and and program administrators, right. and then come up with that philosophy. And I, I I just like I've always been like a guy who's like don't paint yourself into the corner. I mean I I've told the story before. You know, in New York when I was coach when I was a, uh, a hockey director, my first year, um, you know we had a no parent uh, policy. You know in the youth hockey uh space and a lot of it had to do with me right i'm like well i want to pay my buddies here to coach and uh you know i'll get all all my college guys are there all these guys are going to be coaching with me i love it and i don't have to answer to any of these parents and i can we can you know isolate ourselves and and so the organization's like yeah no parent no parent coaching and all of a sudden you know marcel dion walks in the room with his two kids he's like hey can i help out in the ice and what the director's like no, there's no parent coaching. I'm looking at him like, are you insane? Like, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, you can come on the ice. I, I, I said, you're, 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 you're not even only an exception. You're like a wanted uh, resource. So I think it all, it, 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 and again, that, and then maybe that, maybe that goes to, you know, the question is, are you a head coach, assistant coach, a skills coach, a helper, a, uh, you know, an advisor, uh, somebody that you want to count on to help with the kids, even though you're a parent, like, 
there's plenty. Look at all these kids around the, you know, the youth hockey landscape right now that are high level executives in the NHL. You're, you're not, you don't want that person's opinion. Like right. you don't want that person's input. So. No, it's a, it's a I, great I, point. I would say, yeah. yeah, I would say grab those people as much as you can and, um and use them. Well, and look, I think I think we're actually coming to an answer here too. I, another comment here from Magnus. He wrote a really really long comment. I can't read the whole thing, but at the end here, he says, "Short answer: If they're doing good at the job, it doesn't matter if they're a parent or not. And if they're doing a bad, they should probably be replaced." So it really comes down to qualifications. Um, at the end of the day, um, another one here from from Dan, who's a I know a huge listener of the of the show. Um, he says, you know, he's a coach. As far as coaching your own kid, I think it's more between the kid and the coach or parent. As long as the club is happy with the coach and they don't have a million accusations of favoritism or something like that else like that, it's okay. And then he goes on to say that, you know, his his uh, son plays and that they have a conversation every offseason uh, or before every season of, hey, are you okay with this? Do you want me to keep doing this? So Dan's doing a great job of like, it's not about me, right? And and like I, I've seen the opposite of this. So like, well, I'm the 18U AAA coach. Well, that's that is great. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think that trumps your relationship with your child, keeping in mind, too, it's only a few years that that would be happening. Um, and Dan goes on to say, I run clinics, private lessons, yeah, professionally educate coaches. So, yeah, he's in the game, right? Like, the, yeah. I, we got to we got to remind this, remind myself this, that, you know, if you're in the game and you're coaching consistently, you know, at some point your kids are going to come through, right? And I just think at that point you have to make some decisions um, on whether you want to do it or not. There'll always be a place for you, you know, if you're doing it right. Um, but again, he goes on to say, you know, it, it depends, right? Got another comment here. Uh, this one was interesting. And I think it's to your point, Mike, Jeff says, our league is literally built on the idea of dad's coaching. If not them, then who I will say to the best of my knowledge, every coach we have is at least played through high school and all are certified through USA hockey. So I, I don't know where Jeff is located, but that might be a location where there's not a ton of coaches to pick from. And they rely on the parents to, to kind of educate themselves and learn. I, I do want to go back that USA Hockey does a pretty good job, um, especially with qualifications. If you have to go through a certain amount of education to be able to coach, especially at the higher levels, they're not just going to let any schmo walk in <laughs> off the off yeah. the curb. Well, the coach developer program is is literally the gold standard, you know, for for coaching education. And I think that's that's a great resource that we all have to take as parents and as administrators and youth hockey coaches. And in, again, it all comes down to. If you don't mind spending an average what? I mean, what are you going to charge? An extra $800,000 per kid to have a non-parent coach? Because right. you got to pay people. I mean, they, their time is – it's their time. I mean, you're not going to get a lot of young or non-parent coaches out there doing it for free, and they're not doing it because they want to give up 26 weekends of their life for your kid. So you got to weigh all those things and 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 you know and, and appreciate the fact that you have a really good coach. Dad, mom the babysitter, whatever, just have a good coach and then yeah. have somebody that's, that, 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 that values your ch children. And, um, and then the only other thing I would say too, is just be approachable, you know, just, just, just don't, don't shield yourself off, uh, to, to, if you're going to coach your kid, uh, long, longer than the, the little youth hockey world. Um, you know, you just got to probably, in my opinion, in my, in my judgment and experience, just, kind of open yourself up a little bit. You you almost have to open yourself a little bit more to be like, listen, have a conversation with me. Cause I don't want you critiquing me behind my back because when you right. do that, it, 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 your kids hear it. And then that affects my kid. Like, <laughs> because I'm, you know, I'm, you know, so all of a sudden your kid gets kind of, he gets, you know, kind of not blackballed, but 
kind of like isolated yeah. in that situation. So it's always, you know, so I think, so I think it goes both ways for a parent coach that's coaching your kid in, into a level of, you know, not just the little, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the little kids. Yeah. Look, look, I'll say this parents, all of us, including you and myself, we, we don't control the team typically, but we do influence it by what you say to your kids after a game or, the lessons you 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 give them again. We talk a lot about the accountability level of not blaming, but um, understanding the situation you're in and learning to grow past it. Um, parents, you play a major role. You're all we're all coaches at the end of the day in that regard. We're all we're all coaches to our kids. Um, but yeah, Mike, I, I think again, just some actionable items. You know, if you are a parent coach, really, no matter the age, but as you get older, you should be leaning on this more. Um, definitely have a conversation with the parents before the year. Um, have a conversation with your own kid before the year. First off, make sure they understand the expectations of you as a coach and as a parent, and then talk to the parents, let them know. Yeah. Look, my kid's on the team. This is the rules that we have decided that everyone's going to adhere to, including my child. If you have any questions or any problems, don't commiserate, please come up to me and talk to me. And then you got to be true to your word. I mean, like I've met a lot of yes people in my life that say one thing and do another. Unfortunately, that's the reality of the world. That's not just youth hockey, right? Um, but high levels of integrity. Um, if you find someone with a high level of integrity, the knowledge, you know, communication skills, trust. I mean, I don't care if they're a parent or not at the end of the day at that point. That, that's a good person to, to have um, on your bench, right? And again, look, if you can uh, get the money and get a highly qualified coach that's going to do a great job, that's great too. At the end of the day, it's one of those episodes. There's not going to be a concrete answer. It just, it depends. It depends on the age, depends on the level, depends on the location, depends on experience. I, I also want to tell this story too, that um, great coaches typically are great coaches. There's a story about Vince Lombardi, who was one of the greatest football coaches of all time, coaching a basketball team to a championship, having never played the game. He's just a great coach, right? Right. So it's not limited to just your knowledge of the game of hockey, right? I mean, hopefully you have some of that, <laughs> but it, it it comes down to just, you know, like I said, integrity, the type of person that you are. Um, I think that being a parent adds a little spice onto that equation, but it's not, it's not the the meat, right? It's not the chicken or the poultry, or the fish or, you know, tofu, if you're vegan, I'm trying to include everybody here, right, but right. Uh, you understand, but uh, Mike, that was all the comments. This is a little great episode here. It was a great topic. Uh, and like, just like the comment section, a lot of discussion, a lot of different points of view. Uh, for those of you listening, obviously, we want to know what you think. When you see this uh, posted or you're listening, uh, write us an email at team at ourkidsplayhockey.com. Uh, feel free to put a comment on our Facebook page. Again, uh, I know not everybody's high on Facebook, but they do do a good job with the group stuff. You can find us, Our Kids Play Hockey, on the groups. Again, you have to answer a couple of yes or no questions to get in. But that the conversations we have really continue on there. Um, and that's growing all the time. So if you're looking for other like-minded parents around the world, because we do have listeners around the world, it's a great place to go. Uh, Mike, before I close this out, I want to let you know if you have any other final thoughts on this. No, I think you summed it up. I mean, it's it's all it's all the circumstances you're in, and, and it's a case-by-case basis most of the time. Um, more times than not, as the kids get older, you'd love to see them. That's why people go away to school, right? That's why, like, and for instance, like on my situation, like I don't coach uh, my own son at the high school level. Like you know, that season starts and he's got his own coach. And I, I, I help with the bake sale and, and you know, do chuck a puck, I guess, and do the things that the other parents do. Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, just, you got, it's just all, it's all the circumstances you're in and then what the needs are. And if right. you can fill the needs and, and help with some circumstances great if you don't need to and you can step back 
I don't know, even better, I guess. Um, just uh, just gauge it and then be fair and uh, be be open and responsible to discussions. And I think uh, I think it solves a lot of other issues, just like everything else we talk about. Just a little communication always uh, always makes things easier. Always comes back to communication. And uh, I want to close this out by communicating to all of you uh, another big thank you. So in the last month, in the month of August, which is not traditionally a hockey month, uh, had our best day our best week and our best month ever in terms of listeners of this program. So we want to thank all of you for doing that. Remind you, as this is the season now, we're in the season when you're listening to this, please share this with the other parents. Please share this with your organizations, uh, not just for our behalf, but because we know this conversation is happening in rinks around the uh, United States and the world. And we want to be a, a conduit for those conversations not about us right it's about all of us listening and uh, making sure that we can continue to grow that community so again if you have if you're inclined share this episode uh share the share the page ourkidsplayhockey.com and remember all the episodes uh will be here this entire season we're going to be here with this ride to the rink and our kids play goalie here on our kids play hockey have a wonderful week everybody take care we hope you enjoyed this edition of our kids play hockey make sure to like and subscribe right now if you found value wherever you're listening whether it's a podcast network a social media network or our website ourkidsplayhockey.com also make sure to check out our children's book when hockey stops at whenhockeystops.com it's a book that helps children deal with adversity in the game and in life. We're very proud of it. But thanks so much for listening to this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we'll see you on the next episode.